This season on the Set Yourself Free podcast, you are going to hear from nine incredible women, nine business owners that own six-figure and multiple six-figure businesses who are bringing you behind the curtain because I know one thing that we are craving more of in the online space is a look into what it actually is behind the scenes, what goes into having a profitable online business. We're sick of the shiny objects and the fancy feeds. And so I am bringing you deep into these conversations with these women. So stay tuned. I know that you are going to love this season. So I'm Danielle Ralston, also known as the Rockstar CEO Online. I am the how coach behind your business. I teach you how to get all the crap done so that you can actually make money quickly. I specifically work with ADHD entrepreneurs who can never get to the how. So that's where I really focus. I do work with non-ADHD business owners as well. I also own and am the CEO of a digital marketing agency. And we have won quite a few awards, even though we're quite small. We're only 14 women all working to help you get visible. So when in your business or I don't know, other people that you've coached as well, have you seen being paralyzed in fear and not being able to take step forward show up? Oh my gosh. So I have owned 10 businesses. My first four businesses crashed and burned in epic ways. My fourth business was the most epic. It put my family in $30,000 worth of debt because I was always trying to be like, be like somebody else, be like Marie Falero. I was trying to mimic somebody else. I wasn't standing in my own unapologetic messaging. I was always trying to be somebody else. And I failed every single time I tried that. Business number six, somebody hired me to help them with their business. And we lost a $12 million client. So he brought me in as a co-founder. We started this IT business. We lost a $12 million contract because of my lack attitude. Mm. And I was the reason why we lost that. That was a huge wake-up call for me. And the person that I started this business with was my husband's best friend. And he's like, we need to do something about this because your attitude is shit. And it took a guy, an Asperger's guy who they have no filter, to tell me my attitude was shit. And he goes, find somebody to help you. (laughs) Shit. And we hired me a coach. I have terrible attitude about coaching way back then. And this was 20 years ago. So this was a long time ago. Terrible attitude about coaching. And they walked me through these five steps. For six weeks, they walked me through these five steps every single session. And at week six, something just clicked. In week eight, we landed a $50 million contract. At week 10... We won a $12 million contract at week 20 of going through. I worked with that coach for two years. At the end of that two years, he handed me off to another coach to help me coach us through selling the business. We sold the business for $14.5 million. So what was the thing that clicked? Or can you describe it? Abundance mindset. It was available to me. I just had to freaking work on it and access it. Because I'm damn good at what I do. And how do I always have this attitude? Every morning, I work through my five steps. Every morning. It's part of my morning routine. What am I grateful for? What am I good at? What am I going to accomplish today? Not that long list of 500 things that you never get done. 
And it, those of you that can see us and are seeing us, I have post-it notes on a board. I have a get to, I got to do today. And my got to do today is five items. I have five things I will accomplish today. I may be up till 2 a.m. some days because we all know how those days go. I even have those days. But I will get those five items done because I will be accomplished at something today. I tell clients to have one thing a day. Get one thing done and do it well. That's it. If you are a mom with homeschooling or remote schooling children, pick a half a thing a day right now. <laughs> Seriously. Because <laughs> give yourself grace right now. You cannot be superwoman and do all of things. The fact that we even think we have to be superwomen is a problem. Yeah. Because we don't. Agreed. Yeah. Feed your kids goldfish and cheese slices for lunch or dinner is fine. Who cares? They've gotten some nutrition in there. And if they didn't, they filled their bellies and they're happy. Who cares? Stop trying uh -huh. to be a Pinterest perfect mom, a Pinterest perfect wife, a Pinterest perfect business owner. Because mm. there is no such thing as freaking Pinterest perfect. Yeah. You know, it's it's just so funny. I talk a lot about the duality of life. And I think that it's just become so much more apparent to me of like, for one, being relatable online. I think, you know, especially now after the year we've had, like, no one wants to see a shiny Instagram feed. Nobody wants to see perfection anymore because we just know it's not true and we can't relate mm -hmm. to it. But I just want to like give voice always to like, you can be a hot mess one day and still make a shit ton of money and like nothing's wrong. Like you're just having no. a human experience. Absolutely. Be yourself and don't be authentic. Get rid of the word authentic out of your language because that is such a IG worthy, worthy authenticity <laughs> feed. And again, for those that can't see me, I'm rolling my eyes because all of that is bullshit. If your Instagram feed is perfectly curated and everything always looks the same, unless you are a makeup brand, you don't belong doing that. And let me tell you, I have, I can't tell you exactly who the client is. I have a internationally known makeup brand I'm working with, they hired a series of digital marketing agencies to help them look less authentic. Well, because that's the trend now, right? Because we just know we can't relate to that. We can't relate to it. I don't want to relate to that. You are not worth my time and effort. If you can't be yourself, then I don't have the time for you to talk to you. Because, or like your pictures or comment on a feed. I just, I don't care. I mean, I have a pretty office from my shoulders up. If you want to look at the floor, we have, we'll have a different, and I will show that. I've shown that. I've got, I've only lived in this house since December. I'm still moving in. It's going to take me freaking forever. And that's life. And I have, I do cooking videos and my kitchen has industrial shelving from Home Depot in it right now because we moved in and the cabinet sucked and I put shelves up because, and I don't care. Not caring what other people think is a big part of getting to that abundance mindset. So how would you advise someone or coach someone that's like, all right, these things all sound great, but I still am really struggling to put myself out there online. I'm feeling all this massive fear and I'm so afraid of what everyone's going to think of me if I show up online. So one of the biggest things I always say is if you don't have the confidence in the abundance mindset yourself... Hire somebody to else to give it to you. You can hire your confidence for a short period of time. That won't work long term, but you can hire your confidence short time. Again, I walk through five steps and I can show you 
why you're good at what you do, how to do it better, how to increase, how to be successful, how to do all of that. And once you get to that point and somebody else can show you the mechanics behind it, because it's not just the surfacey stuff. You've got to see the mechanics behind it to really, truly understand it. Once you start seeing that, that's really all you need. However, you have to want to see that. Yeah. I mean, I think I just said this on a sales call today and she was like, yeah, I'm not really sure if I'm committed. And I was like, okay, so you're being honest, but it's the truth that all of us have to come to. It's like, are you that like age old question? Are you interested or are -hmm. you committed? Exactly. And it's just, and I say this because ADHD brains have a lack of dopamine in them. So you have to create the dopamine. Everybody needs to create their dopamine and their good feeling hormones and their proteins in their brain. Everybody does. I don't care whether you're ADHD or not or neurotypical or whatever you want to call it. You have to create those good things in your brain. If you are addicted to the drama and the toxicity, your brain is addicted to those the hormones and the triggers and the chemical balance of that. You have to, just like a drug addict or an alcoholic, when you can't send them to rehab if they're not ready to make that change and get rid of that that bad. You have to want to make that change. Don't hire a coach to make the change for you because unless you're willing to take those steps, every coaching relationship I have ever seen for anybody I've ever worked with, I work with other coaches as their coach, Every time they have a failure with a client, it's because the client isn't willing to make those changes. Yep. I don't care how experienced the coach is, how bad they are, how toxic they are. There are a lot of toxic coaches in our space, unfortunately. I mean, but every space has that. You have bad car salesmen, too. Every space, no matter what the industry is, has that bad. But if you, even if you work with one of those really terrible toxic coaches, if you're open to what they have to say, you're still going to get something out of that. Absolutely. I mean, that's every why... bra- bad relationship brings you something good. Yeah. Every bad relationship, abusive, horrible, destructive, everything. Before somebody comes at me for that, because I've said this before, and somebody will come at me for that. You are talking to a woman who was beaten and raped. I've been raped three times, three different people, sexually abused, all of that. And I can tell you, I would not be who I am today without those things. Yeah. Well, it's all the lessons and what we do with it. Right. Just exactly. Like, I mean, and that's the abundance mindset and the growth mindset of it. Right. Versus exactly. like, I'm a, I'm a victim to my circumstance and I have no control. Yeah. You, you always have control if you take it. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't mean it'll be pretty. Holy crap. No. It's not going to be pretty, but it will be once you get to the end. Yeah. So tell us where we can find you, what you're up to, all of the good stuff. So you can find me at the rockstarceo.com. That's the easiest place to find me. You can also find me. I have a community that I just started for ADHD women. It's called neurodivergentbossgirls.com. We are a community about accountability growth mindset. We do accountability calls three days a week. We also do work sprints. So I will get on a call. ADHD people have a hard time getting shit done. So we literally get on a Zoom call and we help each other get shit done. I have a parenting coach that's on the call with me. I have a budgeting person who is an amazing at 
organizing money and creating space to pay things off. She has paid off $80,000 worth of debt in a year and a half on a very small income. I have another accountability coach who works with ADHD entrepreneurs to get their tasks done every day and things. I am an abundance coach and a business coach. I help you. And I also own a marketing agency. I have a marketing degree. I'll help you with your marketing. Yesterday, I worked, somebody shared their screen on one of our calls and we helped her use Canva to create some headers for a Facebook group and for an ad. We help each other through every single step so that we get crap done. So that's Neurodivergent Boss Girls, the Rockstar CEO, and I'm Danielle, your Rockstar CEO. My name is Carrie Baracchio, but I go by Carrie V because no one could ever say Baracchio. So I am the other Carrie V here. (laughs) And I am a transformation coach, a forgiveness coach. I'm also certified in rationally motivated behavioral therapy, motivational speaking, and a published author and a podcaster as well. And the reason that I do all those things is because I so long for women to step into their power and to live the dreams that they had as little girls. And for me, it was waking up when I was 51 years old and thinking, what happened to all my dreams? And when do I get to live? And I realized I get to live when I decide to do so. And that's why I decided to step into what I do because I want every woman and man but I work mainly with women to know that they're worth having what they've dreamed of and they're supposed to have it. So talk to us about how being paralyzed in fear has showed up for you and maybe some of the fears that were holding you back and what some of that looked like. Yeah, boy, that's a, that's a loaded question (laughs) going into, uh, In the beginning of going into the online space, my fear was, well, what makes me qualified to do this? What what makes me better than anybody else? And I'm not better than anybody else. And none of us are. We are uniquely ourselves. But what, what made me think I could even do this? What made me think that I could get up on a stage and speak? What made me think that I was able to do any of this? Those were fears that held me back for a long, long time. Or comparing myself to other people and thinking, well, they're so much better. What makes me think I can those fears of feeling like I wasn't good enough, or I wasn't as good as the next person held me back so much. And another fear that held me back and is still the one that I struggle with so much is that I'm not pretty enough or young Mm. enough or Mm. skinny enough. Mm. that all the women that are on stage, and this is the way we go, right? It's all or nothing. All of the women on stage are beautiful and they all have sculpted arms and they all can wear sleeveless dresses and put their arms out and they have no flat. (laughs) I would tell myself, how can I get on stage and wear nice pants when, when my thighs are just too big for this? And it was a fear that took over. It literally paralyzed me from ever reaching out to be on a stage or do a TV appearance because I just felt like, oh my gosh, what if my wrinkles show? What if my double Mm. chin shows? What if people laugh at me and say, (laughs) she's not even cute enough to be up on that stage. And I had to, I got to realize that my message is not dependent upon the way I look. Mm. My message is dependent upon the fire that I have to share this message out there, to get it out there and to be who I was created to be. 
this shell of mine, I get to take care of and I get to, I get to drink plenty of water and I, and I get to work out. I get to do all of those things, but I also get to accept it the way it is. And I get to love me the way I am. And when I do that, I then Mm. get to rise above my fears Mm. and I get to say, this is me. I love the song too, that came out. I just, it makes me cry every time I hear it. This is me. This is who I am. You can love Mm. me or you can hate me, but I want you to know that I love me. And when I Mm. show up in that, then the fear dissipates and it goes away and it goes away. So there's so many things you said. I'm like, oh yeah. I mean, the number of women, regardless, right, of how old you are, what you look like, there's not a woman yeah. alive that doesn't struggle with these things. And I think the more so that true. we give voice to them, the mm-hmm. more we feel less alone. And that's the whole reason in so many ways that I have yeah. this podcast in this format of a collective voice, right? Because I think what also can happen is we'll hear a podcast interview or we'll listen to someone and we'll be like, oh, that's amazing. That works for them. But I'm the exception to the rule, right? Like we just Mm self-select out. But then when you hear three or four people saying the same thing, you're like, wait a minute. Okay. And so I just think there's so much power in that and in us like owning the things that feel scary and our vulnerabilities of ours of like, oh my gosh, I don't think I look good enough or this, that, and the other. And then when we can decide that we're not going to give our power to those things, but there's still fears of ours. Yes. Yeah. They're there. And we, we don't get to choose really what thoughts flit into our minds. We get to choose whether or not we let them stay there. We get to choose if we're going to give them power. Yep. Or we get to choose if we're going to say, "Mm, out, out. I know who I am and I know who I was created to be and I know what my gifts are and you don't get to stay. You don't get to take that free rental space in my mind. You need to leave. You got to go. Yeah. So how did you start to unpack this in terms of working through those spheres that were coming up, maybe particularly as it related to showing up on stage? But I think it's probably the same in the online world, right? Because we see everything. And if you've been in a corporate job or whatever, you don't see all the things that your colleagues and coworkers are up to. Yes, exactly. Unpacking this has been such a long process mm. and it culminated on December 13th of 2020 at eight o'clock at night. <laughs> when I got that call from my doctor from a, mm. you know, routine colonoscopy where mm. he removed this one teeny little polyp that he told me, he, he called my husband and said, it's nothing, we'll biopsy it. Mm. And he called me at eight o'clock at night on a Sunday night, December 13th, we were decorating the Christmas trails. Never forget. You never forget. And mm. I picked up the phone and he told me who it was. And he said, so you're going to need to be in the office tomorrow morning. And I just kept asking him questions. He didn't want to say it over the phone, but you know, I'm pretty tenacious <laughs> and I kept saying why. <laughs> and he said that polyp that we thought was nothing is invasive cancer. In that moment, after I got up off the floor, because my knees literally buckled, on the mm. never expected to hear those words. I take what I thought was such good care of myself with proper exercise and food and, and tons of water and 
mm, not enough sleep, but that's a whole nother podcast. And realizing, you know, I, after I stood up and I walked in and I told my husband, I looked at him and I said, I just realized number one, I have cancer. Number two, cancer doesn't get to have me. And number three, fear has no place in my life ever again. And mm-hmm. I am going to help people understand, don't wait for the diagnosis mm-hmm. to decide that fear is no longer holding you back. So unpacking that fear was a process that it was two steps forward and three steps back, two steps forward and three steps back until life hit me in the face. My humanity literally reached out and smacked me across the face. Mm-hmm. I don't have time for fear. You don't have time for fear. So I'm giving everybody permission to borrow my diagnosis mm-hmm. as if it's yours and choose to say to fear, screw you, screw you. I have big things, big things. Mm -hmm. My life was meant for big things. Your life is meant for big things. It always has, and it always will be. And you get to choose whether or not you're going to kick fear in the face and walk away from it and do the thing or let fear hold you back. So borrow my diagnosis Mm -hmm. and kick fear in the face and move forward because nothing, nothing will move you forward. Like realizing that life just got shorter. Life just got shorter. And Mm -hmm. I don't have time. I don't have time for fear. I just had tears in my eyes. I'm like, uh, <laughs> how can you not, how can you not be, you know, just in awe of that and how you handled that and your character around that? Because in that moment, you absolutely had every choice in the world to wallow in self-pity and frustration and anger. And I'm sure you still felt all of those things. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you're a human. <laughs> Yeah. But that to me just illustrates the choice that all of us have. Mm-hmm. But I think whatever that quote is, I should know it. But basically the one that says the biggest way we give away our power is believing we don't have any. Yes. And I think that that's just always so true. And mm-hmm. that is so much of what I want to empower into women as well. Is like, no, 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 you have power, you have choice but we feel backed into a corner when we can't find where that is. Yeah. So, so true. And the thing is, we're not backed into a corner. Like you, you spoke earlier about that perspective. When you shift your perspective and you realize you were never backed into that corner in the first place. I watch, (laughs) I love the vampire diaries. And all the spinoffs, <laughs> they come with it. <laughs> I don't tell them. Well, I guess I just told a lot of people that. So <laughs> I am addicted to the Vampire Diaries and the originals and legacies. And when I watch them, <laughs> one of the reasons I love this TV, these TV Bopper movies is there are so many life lessons. And in Legacies, which is the most recent spinoff to the Vampire Diaries, one of the main characters has an alter ego who is very evil and she cowers to this alter ego inside of her. And she finally realized one of the other characters told her, change the story, change the story, change the story. And so in, in one of these scenes, she's going up against this evil alter ego and the alter ego says to her, 
you can't get out of this cabin. I have you trapped and now you will do what I say. And she kept hearing, change the story, change the story. Mm -hmm. And she stood up and she said, I'm not trapped in a cabin because we're no longer in a cabin. And this whole scene changes and they're outside. And she went through this whole thing and she'll, she's totally defeated this alter ego by changing her perspective. You can't trap me anywhere because we're not even in a cabin anymore. And it just was like, I kept rewinding going, Oh man, is this the way entrepreneurs watch movies? We have to get a life lesson out of everything, but it was <laughs> such a cool lesson. We're not backed mm. in a corner. We never have been backed in a corner ever. Mm. We chose to be there and we can choose to not be there. Yes. Yes. And I think so many things that you've said along the way here highlights the reality of sometimes we can feel that way and we need an outside perspective to remind us that we're not. And so I'm just like, surround yourself with people that can help remind you of that, whether that's hire a coach, find some business friends, whatever that means so that you can find your power in those moments where you feel like you don't have it. But like, it's so essential because we need you out there. You know, like that's always what I want people to know is like, there's plenty of space for all of us. And our fears is that there aren't right. Like we're just taught to live in scarcity and to play small and all of those things. But I'm like, ah, I want more people in my life. Right. That are reflecting to me, like change the story, change the story. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. We get to change that story and that mm. changes everything. The change in the story shifts everything, kicks fear out, helps us move forward. Mm. It's just that tiny shift that makes it's one degree, right? One degree between hot water and boiling. One degree. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So good. So tell us where we can find you, where we can find your gratitude journal, all the good things. <laughs> okay. My website is Carrie V at coachcarryv.com. And my Instagram handle is at I am Carrie V. And the gratitude journal is available on Amazon. If you just Google out my name, it'll come right up or 30 days of gratitude. It'll come up as well. And I would love to hear your feedback on that journal because of the struggles that I've had letting go of it. Oh, mm-hmm. and the podcast coffee and tea with Carrie V. I would love to see you there too. Amazing. Thank you so much, Carrie V. This is so good. And I'm so incredibly grateful for you. I Mm. am incredibly grateful for you too. I love being the other Carrie V on the other side of the world. (laughs) So my name is Melissa Fino. I am the founder of Love Your Life Community, but it is shifting over to the badass entrepreneur. And I'm a business coach for female entrepreneurs, I help them shift from perfectionism to being a badass. So talk to us about how being paralyzed in fear has showed up in your business and how that has looked for you. Yeah. So being paralyzed in fear was essentially the huge part of my life before I started coaching. Okay. Short version. I'm a high school dropout who ended up getting a job that she was extremely comfortable in and stayed in that job for about 15 years. And I hated my life, but I had suppressed my emotions for so long that I didn't even have like any idea of what I thought was happiness or what my life should look like or what I really wanted or or anything like that. So 
I lived comfort for so long. And when I think about it in my business and how it held me back in the first couple of years, I think that once you start to achieve some of your biggest dreams, and then you realize that you have to dream bigger, you're like, holy crap. Like, I know that I need to be supported. I know that I need to take action. I know that I can't sit on this because if I did sit on it, you know, what's going to happen is that you can go back to five, 10 years on the couch, unsettled, unhappy, living the life you said you were never going to live. So what changed? What changed for me, actually, the catalyst for change for me was when my father passed away. Yeah. I always say that his last breath was my first breath in life. Man, what a bittersweet thing, right? Like so painful and using it for good is such the empowering part of that. Yeah, it's so true. I So many of us have had traumas or deaths and they shift us into something that we've always wanted to be or even something that we never knew we could become. Yeah. And sometimes you wish that something like that could happen for other people. But then of course you don't wish it could happen like that, you know? Yeah. But you know that it might take something like that for them to shift. Yeah. I find human behavior so fascinating. I mean, in so many ways, so predictable and not, you know, I think it gets to be a little bit of both, but I mean, it's sad, right? That it takes, and it's just the truth. It takes something dramatic for a lot of us to wake up and to realize like, oh shit, there's more to life, or this is not actually what I want anymore. And like sad that it takes a trauma or a huge event, like your father's death. Every single one of us has opportunities that come our way every single day. But when you're living in a comfort zone or when you're stagnant, you're living the thoughts that are in your head. Mm. You can't see the opportunities that are coming your way. Yeah. So how did you find like thought work and personal development and the path after that? So it was, it was going back to school. So I'm a high school dropout who ended up graduating with my master's from a prestigious university here in the States, which was like complete flip, but it was all of my like educational experience. And then through coaching, which is all of that personal development and growth mindset and everything that shifted where I was and then working through all of my traumas. Yeah. Which is really inspiring. And a uh, permission giving for people because there's not a person alive that doesn't have trauma. Like, of course there's like capital T trauma, little T trauma, you know, or however you want to categorize it, but we all have trauma. And I think some people kind of shut down and they're like, no, 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 I don't have trauma. And I'm like, you're a human on planet earth. You have trauma. <laughs> of course you do. And some people have subconsciously blocked things that happened in elementary school or where a child was mean to them or something, you know, some people have larger traumas that they are not dealing with that they're essentially running from, but those traumas are following them throughout the whole entire process. So was it in the work of starting to like process your trauma and finding personal development and growth that you felt like you were able to work through some of this perfectionism and like paralyzed in fear stuff? Definitely. Yeah. Because it was all about me being So I had labeled myself. I was the high school dropout. 
I think mm-hmm. that we all kind of label ourselves mm-hmm. in some way, right? Like I'm not good enough for this reason or something. So for me, I had told myself that I was never going to be anything more because I was a high school dropout. And once I started to take action and achieve things that I never thought I could ever achieve, I was like, oh, this this is really kind of like what happens, you know? So I started to break through in my perfectionism in my life with my business. That became a different mindset shift for me in breaking through perfectionism. <laughs> no, go on, go on. I'm like, yeah, yeah. oh, so keep talking. For, yeah, for me with business and perfectionism, and this is where I think so many perfectionists get into wanting to have a business, especially if they've overcome something and that they mm-hmm. that's their purpose, you know, that they're purpose-driven and they want to inspire other women who've gone through something like that or men. But they put themselves out there in the world and they're so afraid that somebody's going to judge them, that it's not going to be right that they're going to launch something and that only 10 people are going to sign up for it instead of the thousand that they wanted. All of these lots prevent them from showing up, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, I kind of had to shift my mindset in where I always saw that instead of seeing things as black and white Mm -hmm. or seeing things as a positive or negative or failure or gain, I started to realize that there was actually so many wins that happened in the middle Mm. as a business owner that you don't ever really acknowledge or consider in the beginning, right? Like if you did a launch and 10 people showed up instead of a thousand, you actually showed up, you created all of your content, you did all of your email automations, you created your sales page, you like went live four days in a row and probably have never gone live before. These are all massive wins. Yeah. We downplay these things so much, right? Because again, we're like comparing ourselves. I mean, they're all just related and how they feed on each other. And then so much of it is subconscious. We don't even realize that we're doing this, but we're like, oh, but Sally had a hundred people. Okay, cool. I didn't reach the thousand, but she had a hundred people and she's only been in business for this many months and blah, blah, blah. Right. And it's like, I also, I don't know about you, but I take a step back. And I mean, of course I do this stuff too. I'm not, I'm not exempt from this, but I take a step back and then I'm like, okay, it's actually very dismissive of the people in front of us. And, you know, I've had to focus, like just get laser focused on like, if it's one person, if it's two people, right? Because those are humans. And like, I find it so dismissive if we don't celebrate that. Oh my God. Oh my goodness. I love that because when containers are smaller and you have more time, the people who are in the container are getting so much more of your love. They're getting so much value. It's every single person that counts. It's just like wanting to have a whole bunch of followers on social media, right? Like the followers is not what counts. It's the people who are engaged with your content, who love you and want to like hang on your every word that matters. Yes. It's never the people. Yeah. I mean, I think about it in the context of, I should know who it is, but I don't even know, but a thousand true fans. And I can't think of who it is, but basically the concept of a thousand true fans. And like, we're so concerned with all these big numbers and that concept more so is like, you only need a thousand true fans, like throughout your life and business to be 
as successful as you could ever dream up. And it's true. Cause if you think about it, if you had a thousand people that were so bought in to everything you put out there, like game changer. I don't know where I heard it once, but I heard someone use this kind of like meaning for it. And they said, imagine going to a coffee shop and there's 20 people in the coffee shop and they invited you to speak. And you're like, no, sorry, there's only 20 people here. And you turned around and left. <laughs> like, <laughs> Nobody would do that. Yeah. People do that every day online. Yeah. And it's so, it's so easy to get caught up in the numbers, but, but like, I don't know. I was reflecting. I don't know about you, but I like just finally started growing my email list. Like I kind of neglected it. And I hit big numbers online last year with like less than 200 people on my email list. You know, it's just like, it doesn't really matter. And so focusing on the service and the impact and the people right in front of us, like, I just want to remind myself and everyone to come back to that because if you take the reverse and we've all been there, like if you take the reverse, like you want to feel amazing as a client or a person that's receiving a service, right? Like we all want that. We don't want to feel like a number and we have to remember that. Exactly. It's all about how can you go out of your way to serve the clients that you have right now or that are in your community that are potential clients rather than thinking about getting more. It's like more, more, more. I mean, like you think about it, society, we're like a supersized society. So that's all we think about. It's true. It's true. It's And it's become an addiction and like so many things. And sometimes I say that I'm like, Ooh, that feels extreme, but it's just true. Like we've become addicted to these emotions, to these cycles, to these thoughts, right? Like so much of it starts in our thoughts. True. Yeah. I actually had a conversation last night as well about different things that we can do to stand out more for our own clients and to really, really, not just by like giving gifts, but showing up and offering them free things that we appreciate them and, you know, showing up for your clients more who are your clients who like, you absolutely love working with them, right? Like you get on calls with them and you're like, so lit up. You're like, Oh, this is why I love my job. Like, you're so amazing. Like, just showing up for them so much more and then law of attraction, right? Like all of that is going to come to you some more. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. I mean, it's so true. And it's just like, we have to appreciate what we have. And I always like, this took me a while to click in and to get, but it was like, Oh, actually the fastest way to like grow is to celebrate exactly where I am. Like what's right in front of me. And that is something that takes a long time for everyone in the online space to get, right? Yeah. One of the biggest hurdles, I think. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So tell everyone where they can find you, where they can find your book, all the good things. Yeah. So you can find me at loveyourlifecommunity.com or anything for social media, love your life community. And also on my website, If you don't go and purchase the book or the Audible, you can go and get the first chapter for free. Awesome. I also have have a fun uh, quiz, which is called, Are You a Badass Entrepreneur? Over at my website. And it will, um, you know, tell you if you're a little miss comfortable, a little miss anxious, a little miss badass or a little miss perfect. I was going to say, is there a little miss perfect? Of course there is. (laughs) (laughs) Also shows you how to move through all of the stages. So it's really fun. 
Ooh, that's really cool. Awesome. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for being here, Melissa. This has been awesome. Thank you for inviting me. And I can't wait to listen to the lineup. Fear. What a good conversation around being paralyzed in fear and what that can and does look like. And also just to get permission, I feel like my job is to get permission now. I joke with clients and I mean it. Like we we have to give ourselves permission. The world teaches us to think and behave and operate in a certain way, especially in terms of corporate and school and all the things. But Fear doesn't have to be this terrible, horrible thing either, because there's never this place where we've just completely done away with the fear and it's suddenly gone. And I hope that these women's stories and examples have given you just so much permission in that and also context and tools to show you that just because you're afraid, because you have fear, because you're a human being living in a human body, it doesn't have to discount you or take you out of the game. So I talk a lot about decision and this concept idea has been pivotal for me in terms of how I now show up in my online business and the work I do in this world. But it was absolutely not always the case. I used to sit on the sidelines and judge and have a lot of thoughts. And people will continue to do that, right? Like there's lots of people who are triggered and upset and not getting what they want and are happy to gossip or judge other people. There will always be those people. But the biggest part that has been transformational for me personally that I share about a lot and I have podcast episodes on is this whole notion of of deciding and deciding that people want to work with me, deciding to take up space, deciding I have a voice in the equation, deciding I have a seat at the table, and that that's on me. I can't worry about other people's actions or their lack of actions or what they have to say about what I produce in the world. But what I can do is work on myself and I can show up from an empowered place of working through my own fears and learning to dance with my fear and not have it take me out of the game. And this is so much of the work that I do within my coaching with clients because fears are always going to be there. It's not that once you sign a certain number of clients or your business is at a certain point, then everything just gets easier, better, all the things. Like in some ways, yes, both are true, easier, but also not. You just have more experience and more evidence to show that you can handle it. And you probably have a lot more tools in your toolkit in terms of how to navigate through your own fears and your own patterns. Because the best thing we can do for ourselves is to know our own patterns and then to put support in place around those to get the things we need to make sure that we're not in our own way or taking ourselves out of the game. Because I truly do believe that if you have a way to help people, it is your duty, your obligation, not out of a have to, but out of this joyful place of showing up, helping people, making offers, and everyone's always that choice of what they do with it. So I hope this episode and these women's examples and stories have just given you so much more story and context for fear and what it maybe has looked like, but how to work through it. And if you're feeling a little stuck that you don't have to stay there and there's always a way through 
even when you're at your rock bottom, especially when you're at your rock bottom, there's always a way. It's not always easy. It's not always fun. I never want to give that illusion, but there is a way. And so much of this is mindset and not just cognitive brain mindset, but doing the work to rewire the neurons in your brain and getting into different feeling states and understanding that we have that power and so much within us to heal, to shift, to change. So don't let fear take you out of the game. Know that you are human and doing things very, very right. If you are feeling afraid, if you're feeling scared, because you're coming up against your edges and that is a reason to celebrate. So keep going. We need you. Seriously, we need you out there in the world please don't stop. All right. Thanks for being here. See you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Set Yourself Free podcast. It is such an honor to be in your ears every single week. Make sure that you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. Will you also do me a quick favor and go leave us a review and rating? This will help more people to easily find this free show. If you'd like to talk about the number one mindset shift that you can make in your unique business to start making more money and impact, I would love nothing more than to help you. So go head on over to my website at setyourselffreellc.com and book a free 30-minute discovery call. I would love to get some fresh eyes on your business and talk about how you can start making more money and an impact right now. So thanks again for being here and cannot wait to see you next week.